There we go. Good morning. It's, it's great to, to join with you this morning and to, to come together, to gather as, as a family this first Sunday of the month. It's what we want to do. It's what we want to do, in fact, every Sunday of the month, is to come and to gather as family and to worship God our Father. Um, and this morning, we, we worship all ages, young and old, together. There's no junior church. Junior church comes in here, and we get to learn a little bit from the, the kids what they have been learning. Um, and so we, we look forward to doing that with them a little bit later on. And just as we, we start our service this morning, as we come to, to worship God, it's good to, to remember who He is. And so I'll read the words from Psalm 135, which, which contain the words of our memory verse, which no doubt you will all have embedded in your memory. Um, so Psalm 135, verses 1 to 7. Say this, praise the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant, for the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, He does, in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all the depths. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind from His storehouses. Amen. Wonderful words that tell us who it is we come to worship this morning. And as we continue to read down that psalm, we see that God is, is not only the God who is good in His creation, we've also read that God is good in that He has chosen His people, and we see that God is good in how He rescues us. And so we're going to, to look at those themes a little bit later today, and we're going to sing about these things as well. But before we come to sing, okay, Julia is going to come, and she's going to read the verses that we're going to focus on, because there's a, there's a lot in that story, and we're going to focus on a little bit of it just now. So as Mark said, um, the reading is taken from Exodus uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 15. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and, led, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought... I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he'd gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivatites, and Jezebites, 
And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Go. God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Julia. Now, this is, a, this is an incredible story. Uh, like many of the stories in the Old Testament, we, we see God showing up with great power, and we see him speaking to somebody, and somebody who seems to be the hero of this story. And when we come to the stories of the Old Testament, especially, we're drawn into them, and, and we, we see ourselves in these stories, and we find ourselves in these stories, and we meet God here as well. But there's something that we sometimes do wrong. We sometimes get our identity wrong in these stories. Sometimes we want to make ourselves the heroes of the story, when actually we should be identifying first and foremost with somebody else. Let, let me just illustrate what I mean by the mistaken identity. Alan will hopefully put some slides on the screen for us, and I'll hopefully be able to control them. So I was looking at, well, in fact, our, our family have been thinking about maybe getting a pet, which could be a bad idea. But I read some stories about people who got pets and they misidentified the animal that they got when it was a baby. Okay, so kids, we have two animals here. And a lady thought she was getting a lovely, cute, cuddly puppy. She got one of these. Uh, which one would you choose? You would choose the white one here, would you? Well, that, that, that would be a good choice because that one is the cute, cuddly puppy. But what she got was this one here on the left, which was actually a baby coyote. And a coyote is not something you want to have running around in your kitchen because it's a wild dog. So she, uh, she got the identity of that animal wrong and she took it home and had bad consequences. Now here, somebody did similar. This is a, a, somebody, they wanted a Japanese Spitz. I've never heard of a Japanese Spitz before, so I might actually do this one. Uh, she took the wrong animal home. Which one would you take home if you were looking for the ja What did you think it is, Ben? <laughs> you might be right. There's a fox in there. The cute white one. Well, some people might think they're both cute and white. This one is the Japanese Spitz, and apparently this one is a fox pup. Um, this hasn't been fact-checked, so you might find some discrepancies in these. But here, here's a story that might need some more fact-checking. A man in Argentina duped some people into thinking he was selling them poodles, when in fact he had um, medicated some ferrets 
and sold them then instead. So which one would you choose? You'd choose the ferret, wouldn't you? <laughs> you? You would choose the ferret. Well, there's the poodle, and there's the ferret. Here, here's one that hopefully none, none would fall for. Uh, somebody thought they were getting a Tibetan Mastiff, which is a massive dog, but when it's a puppy, you know, looks small enough. But um, what, in fact, they picked up was a bear, uh, an Asiatic brown bear. Um, hopefully you don't need me to put a label on this one to tell you which is which, but you don't want to confuse a Tibetan Mastiff with a bear, although they probably eat about the same amount. Uh, there we go. It's important to get the identity of things right, and it's really important that we get our own identity right when we're reading these stories in the Old Testament, that we don't think we are the heroes of this story. We, we might learn a lot of things through Moses and how he interacts with, with God. But first and foremost, we need to remember that actually we're more like the Israelites, God's people who were in slavery. Remember Joseph's family, they grew and they were, they were kept as slaves by Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. They could not get away from that place by themselves. They needed somebody to come and to rescue them. They're not the heroes and, and nor are we. The Bible says, you know, we're not, we're not slaves to a, a big king like Pharaoh. The Bible says we're slaves to something called sin. And this is something that we cannot get away from ourselves. Sin is something that traps us. And no matter how hard we try to be good, no matter how hard we try to improve and to be the hero of our own story, we fail time and time again. We need to recognize we're not the hero. We need a hero. We need a rescuer. And, and now we've established who we are in this story, but in this story we meet God. Moses meets God, and, and we learn some incredible things about who God is. Uh, again, hopefully there's a little slide here that I can put up of a little fire, because here Moses, he, he's walking in the desert, and something catches his eye, something very strange. He sees a bush that is on fire, but it's not burning up. Now, here's a science question for you. You can all m imagine a fire. What three things do we need for a fire? Huh. Does anybody remember from science? Can, can you think of anything? Wood. So we need fuel. We also need two other things. Elena, do you think you know? Oxygen. Very good. We need oxygen, we need fuel, and we need... More wood, yeah. And we also need heat. So you need heat, oxygen, and fuel. But here, this bush, it should have been the fuel, but it's not burning up. Here is a fire that doesn't need any fuel. And this tells us something about who God is. God is like a fire that doesn't need any fuel. He is self-sufficient. He has everything he needs in himself. He doesn't need anything at all outside of himself to have life. And God shows himself to Moses in this way to show this incredible truth about himself. He is the God who needs nothing and no one. He has all that he needs in himself. But we're not like that, are we? We need food, we need water, we need oxygen. We depend on things, but God is different. God is like this, this fire that is self 
fueling. And then we also see God speaking to Moses, and we find something else true about God. He says, don't come any closer. The ground you're standing on is holy. God tells Moses that he is holy. That's a short word, but there's a lot packed into it. The word holy tells us that God is not like us. God is completely separate and different and other. God is perfect and pure. He never does anything wrong. He is always good. And he says, don't come closer. The ground you're standing on is holy to Moses because God's holiness is actually dangerous to us. God's holiness is dangerous to us. We can't just wander into his presence because we are sinful. We're slaves to sin. We are not perfect and pure. So we can't just wander into the presence of this holy God. He says, don't come any closer to Moses. But as we read, God comes close to us. This holy, perfect, pure God comes close to us and he makes it possible by sending a rescuer. And the other thing we read in this passage, God reveals to us, is that he is the father of promises. He's the God who keeps promises. He says to Moses, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. And he's not just saying, I'm the the God of your family. He's saying, I'm the God who made promises to Abraham. I'm the God who remembers those promises, and I'm the God who will keep those promises even when it looks like it's impossible for those promises to be kept. Remember, God promised Abraham that he would, he would make him a great nation. He would give him a great name, and he would make him a great blessing to all of the peoples on earth. But his people are in slavery. So God keeps his promise by sending Moses, as we're going to read in a little bit. And, and Moses asks God some questions. He asks, who am I that you would send me? And God rightly says, well, you're, you're nothing special, but I am with you. He says, I will be with you. And then Moses says, what shall I say your name is? Who will I say sent me when I go to Pharaoh? And God says, he gives himself an unusual name, a name that we wouldn't use. He says, I am. He says, tell them I am sent you. I am who I am. And again, this tells us that God is the one who always was. He was, and he is, and he will be forever. He's eternal. God is this incredible God, and he comes face to face with Moses in order to keep his promises. And we're going to read in a little bit how he does that through Moses. God is this God that is totally other from us. He is holy, he is perfect, and he keeps his promises. And we see in this story, he comes to a man named Moses. And in our video, we had a brief history, really, of of Moses and who he was. See, Moses was this baby that was born with a death sentence over his head. Moses was born in a time where the Pharaoh was very mad with the Israelites, and he wanted to stamp them out. He was afraid of them getting any larger in number, and he he put a death sentence on the baby boys. Moses was one of those boys, but Moses escaped death And he ended up being raised as a prince in a palace. But he didn't stay in that palace. He ended up going to his people to protect them. And and you saw in the video that he actually, he struck one of the, the slave masters down when he was treating one of his people badly. But what did the Israelites do to Moses? Well, they rejected him. They said, get away from us. And and he was driven off into the wilderness. 
And here in in chapter 3 of Exodus, where we've picked it up this morning, God speaks to Moses in the burning bush, and He tells him to go to Pharaoh, and, and He tells him to go to say to Pharaoh to let my people go, and we'll find out what happens with that later on. But Moses was this boy born with a death sentence over his head. He was sent to his people, and he was rejected. But he does become the rescuer, we see in this Exodus story. He rescues the people from slavery, but he is flawed. We see later in Moses' life, he, he forgot how strong God was, and, and he actually is a weak man in some ways, and he wasn't the one to perfectly fulfill God's promise, to rescue them and bring them into the promised land. Moses never makes it that far. But we read through into our New Testament that Moses points us to somebody greater. And Moses himself says in in Deuteronomy that God was going to send somebody after him who was like him. And when we go through into the New Testament, we find somebody, we find that man. We find somebody who is born with a death sentence. And we find somebody who was in a royal throne, who who owned a royal throne, but he did not stay there. He came and he suffered and he became a servant and he came to his people in order to rescue them. And the people that he came to rescue rejected him. This person, of course, is Jesus. Jesus did not escape the death sentence that was hanging over him. He came to die. He died and he died for the sin that keeps us slaves. He died to set us free so that we might be liberated from the thing that we can never liberate ourselves from, freed from the thing we can never free ourselves from, which is our sin. Now, I started this by saying we need to get our identity right, that we are slaves. But you know, the wonderful thing happens when we are set free by Jesus. We actually have a new identity. We're no longer slaves to sin, We are free to serve God. We are made right with God. And and so, in a way, we can identify with Moses because Moses was sent to rescue people, to speak on behalf of God. And he didn't go on his own. When he was terrified, when he was frightened, God said, I go with you. And in Matthew 28, we read Jesus say the very same thing to his followers. He tells them to go into the world and to make disciples, to baptize them, and, and to, command them, or to, to command them to obey everything that I have commanded, teach them to obey everything I have commanded. And he says, I go with you. And that's true for us. So when we go into our mission week, when we go into to Holiday Bible Club in a, just over a week's time, if we've got friends that we're talking to about Jesus, when we are scared, we can know that we don't go on our own. We know that we go with Jesus. He goes with us if we have first been freed by him from our slavery to sin. And that is the wonderful news that we have from this passage this morning, that although we are slaves, God, who is holy and perfect and pure and good, sends a rescuer, Jesus Christ, to set us free so that we can, we can live and we can serve him. So we'll sing one more song here before Jonathan comes up to, to pray for us. And it just tells us again that God is a rescuer. Jesus is our rescuer who sets us free. So we'll sing the song, Rescuer, then Jonathan will come and he'll pray for us.